BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Tuesday. It's a gorgeous day in New York. It is, and we have a 29 Wow, just going right into the ageism. Okay. Because you are a new woman today than you were last we saw you on The Toast. You have officially grown turned by 18. a year. You have I'm officially turned 18. I've turned 18. So excited for what this year will bring me, you know? I could buy a porn, pack of cigarettes. Cigarettes. I could do enlist. Should I? I think you should. I think that's really what I need. I mean, I do think like they would throw you overboard. Uh, the way I wouldn't last 10 minutes in the army. Mm-hmm. First, because I would just annoy the fuck out of everyone. I'd look for like a community of like, you know, fellow army goers who like love show tunes and the Kardashians. And everyone would find me annoying. And then like the first day I have to wake up, what, like 4 a.m.? You would not stop complaining. Oh my God. Endlessly. That was like one of my nightmares growing up, like being sent to military school, you know? I don't know why, like, ever, I feel like our generation, maybe it was Cadet Kelly, like, that was like the punishment. Like, if she's bad, she's gonna go to military school. No, that's just like kids. No, I feel like it was very much like a 90s, early 2000s thing, like, because of Cadet Kelly. Not because of Cadet Kelly, but I feel like now there's other things that they're like, if she's bad, she's gonna. Right. And then it was like those Provo Canyon type schools. Yeah. What are the kids scared of these days? I don't know. I mean, neither. Gotta Not find much. Out. I think that's the problem with this generation. There's no like looming threat. No, not me turning 29 and like talking about the kids. You know, that's what happens. That's what happens. So we are back in studio. I took yesterday off, even though. Uh, we recorded actually for yesterday um, in lieu of a toast episode. There was a Patreon podcast that was probably one of my favorite ones ever. Why it was, was all it? Ab- why was it your favorite one? Because it was all about me. It was all about Turdy. Everyone submitted the most random topics and we ventured to see if Turdy could make it about her. And you know what? She made mostly everything about her, but there were a few things that she was stumped. What did I get stumped on? Alaska. Alaska? I couldn't make it about myself. Aldi supermarket. Never been to one. And like the Spanish War. but we, Never heard of it. But then we decided we found that, a way. that one wasn't fair. We found a way. The thing is, it was a great episode. So if you're a Patreon member, you heard from us yesterday. But if you're just a regular toaster, we haven't seen you in quite a bit. Hope everybody, hope everybody had a great weekend. How was your weekend? It was amazing. Celebrated my birthday on Saturday with, you know, friends. Yesterday, big family day. It was really an amazing birthday. Like I... There's no post-birthday blues here. Like, I feel so... I feel like that's how you should feel after, like, a good birthday. Like, so grateful. Such wonderful people in my life. Everybody wrote me such beautiful cards. Really, Jackie. I read the card one more time before I went to bed. Oh, my God. It was, hands down, the best written card I've ever gotten in my life. Like... Well, and that says a lot. That actually doesn't say too much because you don't really, like, write 
cards for people. I didn't say it was the best card I'd ever written. No, 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 I don't like to write no, no, cards. No, 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 You didn't let me finish my sentence. Okay. Maybe if you let me finish my sentence. Because it sounded like an insult. No. Okay. I said, because you don't really write emotional cards for people, people don't write the most emotional cards for you because they know it's like not that important to you. You give what you get. Yeah. Like there are some people in the family who are known for one, like Olivia writing emotional cards and also loving emotional cards. And like, that's just not for you in general. So that's why I feel like you don't get always like the most emotional card but I was like I don't care what this bitch wants like I have a lot to say to her it's what this bitch needs I have a lot to say to her and I'm gonna say it you know let's talk about my reputation when it comes to cards in the family because I have some cards are really important in our family so are gifts but like cards you better be saying something and everyone like jokes like and we all watch the person reading it we're like was that a tear was that a it's a competition it's a competition who can make you cry (laughs) so everyone knows I'm like the loser in that competition like I write the worst cards and like it's like a joke like Claudia doesn't even try Blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you don't even write a card. Sometimes okay, that was okay. There was like five years ago where like I didn't write anyone a card for no, like a year. It was like last year. No, had, it was really. No, it, it was, was. It was recently. You decided like you are who you are, and you're not writing cards. Jackie, I swear to God, that was like years ago. I promise. But wait, let me get to Just my like point. It was three to four months. Shut ago. up. Let me get to my point. <laughs> my point is like I have this reputation, and I think it's high time everybody knows. Like I have that reputation, sure. But when I sit down to write someone a card, like, I really, like, I'm writing, like, from the heart. Like, I'm, like, trying really hard. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, that's the best you got. Like, I'm not, it's not for lack of trying, which makes it really sad. I feel the same way for me. My cards are always, like, pretty middle of the end. I'm never the, well, sometimes I'm the best if I have a lot to say, but I'm, I'm never, like, the standout card writer. But I'm telling you, when I sit down to write it, like, there's not a false word on the page. No, like, and, like, I tear up. Yeah, no, I agree. And also, what's so frustrating is so many, like, cliched sentences. Like, I yep. mean with every fiber of my being. They ring true, but they sound corny. Right. It's like, you're the most amazing sister. Like, but, like, I am. Like, I mean that when no, I say that. I feel that 100%. But Writing it, cards is really hard. It is. Olivia is, like, the Queen. best. She's, we call her, like, the hallmark. But, girly. But... I just want to say, like, just because I think when we all open cards, we judge them based on their length, correct? No, not necessarily. But of course, like, like, if it's really long, it's like, wow, this person really tried. And I just don't, like, fully agree with that. I don't think that's what it is. Okay. I feel like everyone's cards are pretty much the same length of, like, the two pages, one and a half on the card. Yeah. I just, I find writing cards, like, really hard. I do too, but it's always like fun when you have something to say. Like yesterday I had something to say, so I didn't dread it. Well, it was beautiful. It was an amazing day. So many well wishes from, you know, celebrities in my DMs, which is really... All you really wanted. That's why I went to bed with a big smile on my face. That's why you're okay with your birthday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, and I really am okay with my birthday. Like, I don't, I don't really mind my age. Like, I like the way, you know, I like where I'm at in my life, my career. I love the way that I look. Like, I'm okay. That's great. I do think we're going to need to have a crisis counselor on next year. next year. No, seriously. Hide your kids. Yeah. We'll find the best. The best there is. Crisis life coach. Yeah. I'm sure there's someone who specializes. I just feel like we shouldn't even talk about it, you know? Yeah. And a year's a really long time. So, so much can happen. So long. So much can happen. It's so long. Yeah. Let's well, just not. I'm glad you had a great birthday. I that did. was what we endeavored It was really great you. because of you. And all my family, everybody made it so special. I got great gifts, great curds, great photos posted of me on Instagram. So true. What else could you ask from a birthday, honestly? It's so true. Right? Yeah, we had a good time. So now that that's behind us, we're looking forward. We are. We've got a great show today. Mm -hmm. We haven't been in studio in a bit. Since Thursday? 
I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, we, we didn't come in on Friday, Thursday. Thursday. So we've got lots to do, you know? What's, what's new with you, Jax? Oh, lots new with me. I've been celebrating my sister's birthday, so that took up a lot of my time. Of but I'm so excited because I am doing something really exciting tomorrow yes, that I are. haven't shared on the podcast, but I shared on my Instagram. I'm doing Talk Shop Live tomorrow, which is like live shopping, like Home shopping vibes. vibes, but it's all online. So the link is in my bio and it's on my stories, and I'll keep sharing it until tomorrow. But it's tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I will be going live selling signed copies copies of my book for pre-order the camper and the counselor so that is right now the only place where you could get a signed, signed copy. copy and also the live stream is going to be so much fun we're going to be in studio i'm gonna have some special guests yeah like so. spoil i don't want to spoil anything but like big celebrities dropping by big celebrities dropping by and that's kind of all the information you're gonna get yeah it's gonna be a really fun stream so again the link will be in available anywhere i post links and we're gonna have a great time so i'm really excited about that oh it's also prime day I know, I'm overwhelmed already. I know. Last year I got my Kindle. I'm like, it was such a good purchase. I got the Kindle Oasis, which is on sale today if anybody's looking for one. Um, I get so overwhelmed with Prime Day and then I just, I, I always fuck it up. I always just like get nothing. I think last year I got like pickleball rackets. Actually. It's actually a pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good Are one. Are pickleball rackets like expensive? Like good ones? Um, They vary, but okay. I've not seen, like the, a good one is not crazy. Crazy, no. Like a good tennis racket, it's like a million dollars. Yeah, and they're like custom. Right. Uh, maybe I'll get one with my name on it. No, Dirty. Like t your tennis racket has to be like fitted for your height and your size right, and your right. hand. The pickleball rackets, you could just get like a nice one on Amazon. Oh, that's a good one. They're one size fits all. I feel like people are always getting vacuums on Prime Day. Oh, do I need a vacuum? No, but I saw a while ago a reel of like someone power washing their shower with like a power washer. Was it like a steam mop or like a power washer? Like neither. It was like a long stick with like a round brush at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those on TikTok. And I just feel like I need one. But I don't want to. I probably won't get anything this Prime Day because I'm not going to like send it all to Florida. Right. Like, I don't need it right now. And like I just don't need those things right now. So I'll, I might have to sit this Prime Day out. Damn. Unless it's something that I could like use right now. But I have. Oh my God. As Kindle's always reminding me. Because I've been switching back and forth on my like reading Kindles. Depending if I'm out, I use mm -hmm. my small one. If I'm home, I use my big one. And they're like, do you want to go back to the place from Jacqueline's fourth Kindle? I'm like, Oof. damn. Why do you have to say it like that? It was, it was getting rude. It's getting rude. It's like when you get AirPods. It's like Jacqueline's fifth AirPods. It's like, okay, we don't have to count. Yeah, no, that's rude. It's rude. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I, I know where all four Kindles are, by the way. And I use three of them. One and of them is defunct. Like, it's done. Don't I have one of yours? I think I got it back at one point. No, it's still my house. I used it the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. You Honestly, you just can never have enough Kindles. Yeah. So, I just felt like that was shady. That is shady. Like, we come up with another name for it. Like, Jacqueline's big Kindle. Jacqueline's travel little Kindle. Kindle. Jackie's, like, cutest little Mimi Kindle. Jackie's first exciting Kindle. Uh, Jackie's firstborn. The, the Kindle that made Jackie fall in love with Kindles. The Kindle that made Jackie who she is. Yeah, it's so true. So true. Um, so there's lots of news. There is. You know, because weekend was big. It was. I think I got everything, the top five. We've got Ruthie. We do. We've got Sex Lives of College Girls, which I really need to get into. We have the flip heard around the world. The flip. Oh, my God. We haven't done an episode since the flip. Okay. So I feel like we should just like dive in, honestly. Okay. You ready? Here are the fast five stories that you need to know. Oh. <laughs> And it's wife swap. Oh my god. <laughs> wife swap. Sorry, do it again. Without further ado, do, 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 do. here are the fast five stories that you need to know. 
my god not me like being out of control i'm so sorry no like, it's okay and i took a day off and i forgot who i was but, like you know sometimes you just gotta fuck it up do your worst so true <laughs> All right, well, today's episode, Our Worst, is brought to you by Honey. Today's episode is sponsored by PayPal Honey, the easy way to save money when shopping on your iPhone or computer. It only takes a few seconds to download Honey, and that means if you go to add it to your laptop or your iPhone right now, you could be done before this ad is even over. And you know what else works fast? Honey's deal-finding abilities. It is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes, applies the best ones it finds to your cart, and really just saves the day every time. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping at one of your favorite sites on the internet. You check out the honey button will appear and all you have to do is click apply coupons wait a few seconds as honey searches for coupons that it can find for that website and if they find a working coupon you will just watch the prices drop i have saved money on clothes on makeup on food electronics like pretty much every time i shop online i like forget honey's even there and then that little dancing coin comes up he's like hey turdy want to save some money i click apply coupons seconds later i'm a free woman and i've saved money and i feel better about it so honey also now doesn't even just work on desktops it also works on your iphone you can activate it on your the safari app on your phone and you can save money on the go. I'm always shopping online now because I love using Apple Pay. So Honey is just kind of doing the most for everyone at all times of day. Getting Honey seriously only takes a few seconds. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and you're supporting the toast. Get PayPal Honey for free when you go to joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney, J-O-I-N, honey, H-O-N-E-Y, dot com slash toast, joinhoney.com slash toast. There's really no reason. I'm not going to sit here and explain it to you like you guys are stupid. Like it's really obvious. Just do it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America, and it's now available in sugar-free. It's years in the making, the hydration multiplier sugar-free version, uses a proprietary zero-sugar hydration solution with no artificial sweeteners. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. Keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors, white peach, green grape, and lemon lime. If you know and love Liquid IV, then definitely check out their zero-sugar hydration solution. It's fabulous. It's amazing for hangovers and migraines or fatigue, exhaustion, dehydration, whatever reason. It's never like a bad time to be hydrated you know mm-hmm. but it's so hard it's so hard to keep up with hydration I literally like was going to bed yesterday and I was like oh my god I haven't drank one sip of water today like it was so crazy so it could just get away from you and hydration multiplier from liquid IV is always there for you you pour one stick of liquid IV into 16 ounces of water and it'll hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone the result of an extensive research and development process to perfect the flavor and efficacy liquid IV combines science-backed zero sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious real flavors it's non-gmo and it's free from gluten dairy and soy it has no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar they also are partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures real people real flavor real hydration now sugar-free, grab Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TOAST at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code TOAST at liquidiv.com. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. You know what we should get for Prime Day? Some big fans because this summer is this not, summer's hot. I this like summer's that. not going to be going our way if, I like that if we lot. have to sit here like this. Yeah, I like that. I can never have enough like fans in my house. I'm wearing shorts today and it makes no difference. Oh, my fan just died. Oh, that's terrible. I have a mini fan. But our spirits did not. Oh, wait, the fan is on. And it died. Okay, cool. But your spirits did not. The speaker died. The speaker died, but our spirits did not. Love no, self-reference. When my fan dies, my spirit dies. Yeah. Well, it's a little early in the show for your spirit to die, so. Okay, it's back. She's alive. She's, She's alive. Our first story is a journey. 
Jonah Hill's ex, Sarah Brady, claims he was emotionally abusive. She says it's been a year of healing. So over the past, I would say, five days, Jonah Hill's ex, Sarah Brady, who he broke up with like about a year ago, um, and then he started dating someone more recently that we reported on, and they just had a baby Mm -hmm. together. But she's speaking out about their relationship and alleging that the actor was, quote, emotionally abusive during their time together. In a series of Instagram story posts made between Friday and Saturday, the surf instructor shared multiple screenshots of various alleged text message exchanges between herself and the 39-year-old actor. She said, quote, this is a warning to all girls. If your partner is talking to you like this, make an exit plan. Call me if you need an ear. She showed the text messages from Jonah. It's alleged from Jonah, but they're from Jonah. Uh, asking her to take down any surfing photos from her Instagram with her, quote, ass in a thong. After she deleted all the posts, he told her allegedly it was a good start but didn't seem to get his point. She shared a lot of screenshots. One that's going very viral is him saying this. It's like a list, right? It's a list. He said, plain and simple. If you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, and I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place of happiness, I support it and there will be no hard feelings. These are my boundaries for a romantic partnership. My boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust. By the way, not him being like so crazy, but like kind of respectful about it like do you know what I mean right no he's like setting boundaries which is you know a thing you should do people should do and it's very encouraging okay maybe his boundaries are not what you know your boundaries would be or even something that you would that would work for you in a relationship but like it's he's trying to like speak his truth his his truth also so the ex-girlfriend has been posting a lot of screenshots and also like a lot of um like you know using Big words, she said he's a misogynist, I think narcissist, um, what else? Emotional abuser. Emotional abuser, which we have. And so she's sharing a lot of the screenshots with like, are not flattering for Jonah. And people are like, Jonah Hill is canceled. So when I saw this, I immediately thought of the conversation we had a mere few weeks ago. How about, you brought up how he has this like fetish for normies. Yeah, like he's always dating someone who is a complete normal person. Like he's never dated a fellow celebrity. Like it's always a normal normie. And knowing that he has these like, you know, crazy boundaries and like, is looking for a very specific type of partner. It actually makes a lot of sense why he's, you know, in the normie pool because him being a celebrity and like a wealthy person puts him in a position of power and he clearly, you know, has these rules that he wants his partners to follow. So it immediately made me think of that. And of course, it made me think of Ruthie. Of course. Well, everyone, it's, it pertains to the toast, justice for Ruthie, of course, because this is not a man that I personally would want to be in a relationship with. But my thoughts about the story have, have ebbed and flowed throughout the weekend. Okay. Because I feel like when I first saw when I first saw that this was making headlines that she was like posting the screenshots and stuff and I hadn't read them yet I was like that's kind of like weird to post like your boyfriend's personal personal text messages and I think some people are also like taking issue with that it's not like he like said this in any public public forum because everyone is recently talking about Kiki Palmer's man who said pretty much the same thing in his own way publicly publicly on Twitter which was like yikes yeah so and this is like when you're in a relationship with someone like you hope that you can text them and like that that stays private stays private so then I read the text messages and I was like woof like these are not yikesville yikesville and by the way I personally like don't like Jonah Hill I don't I don't stand I don't stand I don't like dislike him but I don't like him so I really don't have a horse in this race and like if he goes down like 
not your problem. Not my problem. No, you will not lose sleep. But then I was reading the text message and I was like, oh, like these are really intense. And like, that's kind of crazy, especially like he mess. I think he found her on Instagram through her surfing photos. Wait, and but he like joined the surfer like a crew. Right. And he like DM'd one of her photos to her with like hard eyes. And then like, those are the exact type of photos that he wants taken down now that they're in a relationship. So True. it's like a little hypocritical. I'm like, this is not good for Mr. Hill. But then an Instagram account that I follow called House and Habit. Mm-hmm. She posts like such like long. She t- like takes care to thought provoking. Thought like she just always has a, a take on something, and it's always just interesting and different from whatever the like mainstream line of thinking mm-hmm. is. So I'm just like, oh okay. I was watching, and I guess she like knows the surfer community that you've discussed, mm. and she was saying how um, this actually started like a year ago when Jonah got into the relationship with the new girl. This ex Sarah Brady started posting like old texts of them, and mm. her what she was saying was like, oh well, you were just like texting me five weeks ago, and now you're in a relationship, and like she's been kind of like trying to expose him for the last year and like changed her tune to all of this recently Mm -hmm. and like it's also now that he's just had a baby like it's the timing is kind of weird and I would encourage if you'd like want to know more about the situation to just watch her highlight on Jonah Hill House and Habit because it was just more context to the situation um and now I'm just like questioning and the Sarah Brady did post about this but like why she would post all this now like he literally just had a baby yeah and these texts have been in existence for over a year right but she said um this is what she said about the baby thing because I think people were like asking her that question she said that she waited until his partner gave birth before she released the screenshots of aggressive text messages quote I didn't want her to have to see all of this while she was pregnant because I didn't know what kind of stress that would cause her and her baby physically she also admitted that while the timing can seem bad she hoped that um Olivia Millar the girl Mm -hmm. uh, saw the post so she could make an informed decision of how she wants to care for herself and her baby yikes yeah I mean Again, I agree with your sentiment. I don't have a particularly strong positive or negative feeling about Jonah Hill. Like, I like some of his work. Is he my favorite celebrity? No. Um, And I find, what I find most interesting about this whole situation is like, what was it literally a year ago where like Jonah Hill did this like whole documentary with his therapist? Mm -hmm. And he's like using, he's, those text messages are like, something like like his boundaries or whatever you want to call them are like nuts so he's like using all this like therapy like honestly I think that this is a really bad look for therapy like I agree because this is in my opinion like what too much therapy does to a person (laughs) like you become nuts and you think like you can use these words like and if boundaries. you use these words and you speak like therapy speak, that, You're right. that all of your feelings should be validated. Yeah, and you know what? Like, you shouldn't. Like, part of being in a relationship is compromise. So, like, let's say, you know, her being in a thong bikini is something that makes you uncomfortable, but for her, it's liberating and it's a part of her job. Like, that's something in a relationship you would compromise on. But he's so up his therapist's ass making a documentary about it. Like, he thinks that he's entitled. So, honestly, I was like, damn, like, there is a thing as too much therapy. Yeah, 100%. And it's like if he couches his qualms in therapy language and she couches hers in therapy, then they're like, they're both right. Like, (laughs) like we're out there. Like whose feelings are more important when feelings are so important? It's not a good look for Stutz. No. His therapist. I, I, um, I don't, I'm just learning about this documentary now. I I don't care. It was like a crazy thing. Did you watch it? No, I saw the trailer and it was like, basically the concept was like Jonah Hill, like I'm healed and here's a documentary on me and my therapist who helped get me here. Got it. Well, that's even crazier now that it's, it's crazy. like clearly he's, you know, intense. Not, yeah, intense. Perfect intense. Word. I wouldn't want 
this wouldn't work for me. But now, not to make everything about us, you know, we set out many, many years ago with the goal of getting justice for David Foster. Mm-hmm. And we did that, right? Mm-hmm. When, da- when Sarah and Aaron Foster came on the toast, we feel as though justice was, was served. Now, I do feel like justice was served for Ruthie in this situation. Like, really, Ruthie dodged a bullet. Like, he doesn't seem, like, so pleasant to be in a relationship with. And, you know, there's a cover for every pot. But I don't think that cover was Ruthie. Because Ruthie was kind of this, like, independent, free-spirited girl. Really? I don't know Ruthie. If I know Ruthie, like, I think I know Ruthie. Or maybe she was a traditional queen who wanted to be, you know, wifed up. Also, from these text messages that she shared, it was very clear that he really wanted to start a family. He's, like, very, yeah. And I think that's probably, if you, like, read between the lines, probably what was one of their biggest issues in their relationship. Yes. Where it was, like, he would literally would have, you know, gotten her pregnant that day. Yeah. If she had been ready. And, and it's clearly, like, she wasn't ready and that's not something she wanted. And when he entered into a new relationship, it was the first thing Immediate. he did. And so it's, like... At least his actions now are like congruous with what he said that he wanted, which was just to be like a family man. Yeah. But still, an intense person speaking in an annoying fucking language couldn't be me. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to like doubt someone's experience, but I think we need to be really like careful about how we use language because I, based on those text messages, he doesn't seem like an emotionally abusive person. He seems emotionally manipulative. Like he seems crazy. But I think like, you know, we just have to be careful about labels and language. I mean, yeah, that's what we've been saying. Also, like, everyone now, if you break up with someone, they're a narcissist. Like, does anybody know what the word narcissist means? No. Let me tell you, the only person on the planet who is allowed to call their ex a narcissist is Ariana Maddox. No, not the only person on the planet, but I'm saying a recent example of, like, a person who they, everyone was using that language for Tom Sandoval, misogynist, narcissist. And there's, like actual history from the last 10 years proving that he is that person. For sure. You know? Does anyone know what narcissist means? Like, because honestly, I don't even. I, I do. I don't go around slinging it. I do. I can't. It's like one of those words you can't really explain. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the problem. All of these big words. Like, yeah. People overuse them and abuse them and they start Gaslight. to mean nothing. Gaslight, trauma, boundaries. Yeah. No, they're like, it's these therapy words that I'm telling you, this is like not a good look for therapy. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I even see it in, like, not even with celebrity culture, like, in day-to-day life. Like, I'll be talking to a girlfriend, they're like, he was a narcissist. I'm like, what, what did he do? No, I think people, in the way that, like, gaslighting became code for, like, someone who just lies or somebody you disagree with, uh, narcissist now, I think, is code word for someone who's just, like, self-involved. No, I don't. I think it's just, like, someone, like, anytime someone does something that, like, you, that didn't like make you happy is just like a narcissist. Yeah. No, like narcissist is like a clinical word. It's, no, it's like someone who's like... Like a serial killers are narcissists. Yeah, it's, it's a word like sociopath. Like it means something, something extreme. And we it's don't also know like, what it means. It's like a condition. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's like an illness. Let's Google though. Not even an illness. It's like a personality like um, disorder. It, yes, yes. Narcissistic personality disorder. Thank you. Is a pattern of self-centered, arrogant thinking and behavior, a lack of empathy and consideration for other people, and an excessive need for admiration. Um, people also often describe people with MPD as cocky, manipulative, selfish, patronizing, and demanding. But yeah, like that part, like an ex- uh, a lack of empathy and consideration for other people. It's like if someone did something to you that like hurt you, you could say they didn't have empathy for you and they're a narcissist. Right. No, like, yeah, yeah. They're not. It's a little bit of like a jump. Yeah, it's a jump. So that's just like what I've noticed. No, you're recently. right. It's a new buzzword. Like, it, yeah. 
that everyone's using and it loses its meaning to when describe it describe like their ex who behaved in a way that like obviously made them upset enough to break up with them. That was unfavorable. That was unfavorable. <laughs> yeah, no, it's taking the uh, the gaslight journey. Mm-hmm. Nobody like everyone was just like gaslight, and gaslight. Trauma. Trauma's up there. Yeah, trauma. Like trauma used to be like for you know clinical for for like therapists post traumatic stress right. disorder like uh, you know vets. Oh, is there a fire in the building? The alarm's going off. I feel like it's fine. Like, the alarm in this building's always going off. We could, like, just make sure there's not... Don't yeah, maybe peek your head out in the hallway, see if anybody's running. Maybe smell for smoke. Oh, yeah. I don't smell anything. No, and the alarm stopped. I'm telling you, the alarm is so dramatic. Like, uh, nothing's going on. Like, we're fine. Yeah. So... Jonah Hill had a really bad How do we weekend. feel? How about, yeah, how do we feel? I know that, like, my take is, is like a hot one. Is not going to be popular, but I just, like, don't feel like it's so cut and dry. Like, this is an evil bad man. Well, also, I feel like when you're in a relationship with someone, you obviously text all the time and you have, like, serious conversations via text. So to, like, selectively screenshot per- certain parts of the conversation, like, you're always, it's always going to be at an angle. Mm-hmm. And of course, those are not a good look for Jonah. And if, I would never be in a relationship with that type of person. Um, but it's important to keep in mind, like, what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when you are in a relationship with someone, like, you, if, especially he seems like a stream of conscious texture. Like, the, yeah. the craziest part to me is, like, ten in a row. Yeah, no, it's you a know? lot. But, like, you think it's a safe place. You're talking to your girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. not, like, that the whole world is going to see these things one day. So it's just kind of. But, you know, Jonah, this is a consequence of normie life. Like, a, a fellow celebrity would never, you know, leak text messages because they know mm. the importance of privacy. Yes and no. I feel like it could go both ways. Like maybe a fellow celebrity wouldn't, but a fellow celebrity also has the platform to yes. to speak what happened to them, even if they do like a podcast and like yeah. allude to what happened. Whereas he might think that by dating normies, they don't have that sort of reach and that no one would like listen to them. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And I also don't care, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not a Jonah Hill girly, like, by any means. So it's like, bye, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's how, like, I, that's how I feel, too. This isn't, like, a loss for me. If right. It, if, but I, I also just feel like people are making it a little bit, like, more than it is. When it's like, okay, so he's, a, a like, a, a freak. I, I don't even know what to call him because I'm not going to abuse words. Right, right. But just, like, I don't want to date him. Yeah, right, right. Like, I wouldn't, but good luck to you. Yeah. There's and a cover for every lid, whatever the word it's is. It's true. A lid for every pot. It's true. Are you ready for our next story? Are we talking about the devastating news about Renee Rapp? Because honestly, no. I'm not. Okay, got we, it, because I'm not ready to talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, No, we're keeping it, um, you know, high level. There's an announcement happening. What'd you say? Did I didn't say, get one word from no, that. No, me neither. Like, but I feel it didn't sound urgent. Yeah, she said thank you. You know, you. why don't you go down and, and, and yeah, text? Text what? Yeah, text us. Be like, hey, girlie, is there we'll a fire? Keep, yeah, we'll keep doing the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a fire. No, but just text us. Okay, moving on. Moving so on. So much drama back in studio. So much drama. Not to make like the fire about us, but it's almost it's like... It's kind they, of like they don't want us to talk about Jonah Hill. Oh my God, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Literally. Um... This weekend, big news out of Kansas City. Taylor Swift took her talents to Kansas City, and it was a big speak now weekend. A couple of highlights. 
Long Live is now added to the set list. Pray for Counselor Snitch. She premiered a music video for one of her vault songs called I Can See You with Joey King, Presley Cash, and Taylor Lautner, who joined Taylor on stage. They all did. Of course, but I don't care about the other ones. Who joined Taylor on stage and did a flip. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Long live being added to the set list. It's unclear if that was like a Kansas City weekend thing or if it's going to be permanent moving forward. I have to imagine it's permanent. Um, There's a lot of like rage from the fandom that like all, you know, all there's been like 30 shows already. Like, what about us? She's played to over 2 million people. Like, what about the 2 million people? I get, I get the symbolism of the song and how she wanted to wait till she owned it to sing it. Like, I totally get it. But like, am I annoyed? Yes. Like, I went to three shows and I didn't hear it once. Moving on. Um, but I think it's better than her playing it as a surprise song for just one people. Right. One people. Yes. <laughs> uh, next, the music video. The music video was very good. I like that song. I can see you. And it was obviously just like all about getting her music back. There was like a bunch of hidden codes. It was like a fun thing. It wasn't that serious. I really liked it. And I loved how she brought back a Taylor Lautner, who's kind of a, a hero of the Speak Now era, now era, because he's really, I believe, the only person that Taylor has written a song about where she's literally apologizing to them. She's not like, you know, demanding an apology. She's apologizing. And I think, you know, the way him and Taylor's relationship has aged has been really good for for him. He kind of has like a reputation of being a pijam and, you know, not to make everything about me. But, you know, Ben and I are actually really good friends with him and his wife and they're delightful and he really is like this lovely guy. You would validate that he's a pijam? I can co-sign that he's like an incredibly kind, nice person and definitely treated Taylor with the utmost respect. And so to see them like all these years later reunite in like this really precious way where like they're, he's married, you know, he's totally moved on. She's had just getting out of a six-year relationship. Like it's not like a, it's not like a, ooh, will they or won't they thing. It's like a true friendship out of like, you know, love and respect and they have this history together. And it was really very sweet and full circle and you know a fun fact about Taylor Lautner um and I don't even know if he did it for Twilight but they showcased it in Twilight I think it was like just a passion of his um to get into martial arts so a lot of the uh stunts he did in Twilight were all him the the stunts he did in the music video were you know martial artsy were all him and I think he just wanted to honor that when he got out on stage and he said he didn't even plan to do it but there's kind of a long walk from they opened these doors for all the guests, for Joey King and Presley and, and Taylor. Presley, by the way? She was in the Mean music video, yeah. along with Joey King. As Beyond that, I'm not sure. Um, That's what I got, because I looked at her Instagram and said, I'm in the Mean music video. Yeah. So they opened the doors when Taylor announced them. And there's probably like a, like a thousand foot walk, I would guess, like a thousand feet. We all clear? There's no fire. Okay, right. There's like a a big long walk. And so it's kind of awkward. Like it's kind of, it happens a lot on talk shows where people are like, hi, oh, like they don't know what to do. So Taylor did a flip and I respected the hell out of it. No, I could see how that could happen. Like you walk out, there's 70,000 people there. Yeah. Do a flip. Do a flip. He landed. I hyped up. I mean, what if he didn't land? No, I know. I was I mean, thinking about that. I think he's been doing martial arts for like 20 years. It doesn't matter. What if the stage, like he did a cartwheel first into his flip. Like what if it was slippery? He put his hand down, slip. But it's it's Taylor's stage. Like, it would, it's perfect, you know? I'm just saying. No, it was, it was a brave thing to do. It could have been catastrophic. It could have been catastrophic. Also, like to do backflips and such, like not on like, you know, a foam board always freaks me out. Like you could snap your neck. No, that's, that worries me less he could have like stumbled and embarrassed himself yeah but he didn't but instead he crushed it crushed it it was a really full circle like sweet amazing moment for the fandom honestly he's so cute and sweet like it was fabulous it was really cute so um 
Speak Now is here. Speak Now is here. I've listened to the Vault songs a bunch more times. A clear front runner for me is when Emma falls in love. Um, close second is Electric Touch. But I still, I haven't like lived with them long enough to even remotely like have like a ranking or anything. Got it. I was giving you my hot take on the Vault songs oh, yesterday. Jackie actually but had like, a really. just going to hate me today like with all my takes. Just do it. Okay, here I go. No, it, you're, what you're about to say is not negative. It's actually like an, an interesting point. Okay, because I'm like so, like I said on Friday, like we were, we've all been in competition about who Speak Now meant the most for. So like I love this album. The songs are amazing. My issue with the Vault songs, I felt this way about Fearless too. I don't know if I was able to figure out why I felt this way and articulate it, or and if I did, if I ever said it on the show, but I do feel this way about Speak Now. I did not feel this way about Red, which I think will make sense. But it's just like, I'm not like loving hearing like m- m- mature Taylor sing these songs that she wrote when she was more 15 immature and we're, we're, no speak now is not 15. She's, She's probably like 17, just like 18, immature, 19. you know, love songs, right? which at the time with the speak now songs, when I listened to them, like those were felt like mature feelings for me. I feel like the music that she writes now, like on midnights is just so and like evermore. It's like so elevated. It's so elevated. There's such big thoughts and so to listen to new music that's written by like a teenager, sung by an older person, and I'm supposed to relate to it now, it just like doesn't really do it for me. And you know what? That's totally fair. Yeah. It's fine. No, and, and like, it's fine. That's not like a hot take. Like, that makes sense. But I didn't feel that way about Red because, um, first Literally, of all, I the vault like songs were amazing. The vault songs were amazing. I feel like the most memorable vault song is really the t- All Too Well 10 Minute version. Oh, I was good. I don't count that and as like I, a vault song. I know, but like that's what I, when I think about what we got from Red, 10 minute version. Oh, I think of I Bet You Think About Me and Message in Bodily is all I can do. Yeah, like I never added. A message in a bottle to my liked. Oh, by the way, you're so wrong for that. No, I know. I'm just saying like. It's a Carly Rae Jepsen like pussy popping pop song. No, I know. I know. And they're good songs. And, and I have, I hope everyone enjoys them. I'm just saying like for me, I can't like get back into that headspace. Like she's writing Mastermind now. I'm I like, understand. <sighs> yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's that's like, fair. So. Um, that's not a hot take. It's really not. Yeah. So that's why like the vault songs don't necessarily do it for me. Um. But I'm loving, you know, re-entering the Speak Now era. So they say that when Emma falls in love is about Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you think about that? I didn't even really, like, put, I, like, I know that they're, they've, like, been friendly over the years, but I didn't think that they were so close. And when Taylor played it in Kansas City, she played it for one of the surprise songs. She said, I wrote this song about one of my best friends. Best friends? I could see them being best friends. They're so... But, like, they never get, like, photographed together? Don't you think that's crazy? Um, no. Okay. I could see it. And do you, have you listened to When Emma Falls in Love? Like half of it, but I was shaving my legs and the water was really loud, so I couldn't really hear it. Okay, tell me if anyone else feels this way. Like, I keep singing When Emma Falls in Love and then accidentally singing Jump Then Fall. Oh, I do that all the time when with Taylor When Emma falls songs. in love, I love each freckle on your face. Oh, I do that all the time with Taylor songs. It's really confusing me. But I believe When Emma Falls in Love has um, sampled Drops of Jupiter, which was a, fa- a famous song of Taylor's in the Speak Now era. She mm-hmm. covered it. Oh, um, thank you. I'm so glad I brought this up. I had something I wanted to bring up after you kind of like tried to drag my stanhood on the toast on Friday. Okay. Um, you were like, you only became activated like... Whenever. No. I rem- I couldn't believe I forgot this. I remember like how and why I became the biggest Taylor Swift fan. I believe the year... What year did Speak Now come out? 2010. The year was 2010. 
I was forced to run an errand for our mother to go to Radio Shack, which was one of my least favorite fucking errands to run, and I was like pissed what, about it. Young Sheldon would not be happy. Oh, to we hear need this. to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I went to Radio Shack. I remember I was like, I think our house phone was like broken. I had to like buy a new house phone. I was like so pissed that this was my problem. And when I was checking out, I like got, you know, her credit card, which was like such a great feeling. And right by the register, they were selling a Speak Now concert DVD and I bought it. Um, just to like kind of stick it to mom being like, oh, you made me go. I'm buying this $10 DVD. Um, when I tell you I still have that DVD, I must have watched it no less than 500 times. I didn't, I didn't know that. It activated a... a a level of psychoticness in me and that's where I, I can't believe I forgot to bring that up it's such an pertinent pertinent piece of information fuck Radio I Shack. know that I remember that it played on loop in our house uh -huh. like in every room mm -hmm. everyone loved it oh my god we all it was, loved it it was my thing it, it stayed in my room it's in my house still I literally have the DVD at my house don't even try. Okay, but that is not... I bought it. That is not incongruous to what I was saying like you've always been a Swifty and a fan of her music uh, seriously, like, you're right. Your takes today are horrible. A few, Just shut up. Like, no, I didn't say they were bad. I, I said think that's they what were you said. hot. A few years ago, you became like, but even when you were like on the, watching the DVD, you weren't like on Tumblr with the other No, but that doesn't fans. make. No, but now you've become one of those fans. No, I haven't. I'm very level-headed. There is a, a big group of us, the level-headed Swifties. We exist. We just don't get attention because we're not crazy. Young Sheldon? Oh my God, okay. Jackie finally started Young Sheldon. Like, I finished it over the weekend. Me and Ben actually restarted it because Jackie was starting it. So I want to like go on the journey with you. Tell me your thoughts on everything. It's I'm literally the best to come on TV. Obsessed. He's so precious. And it's what's so funny is like so often, like my heart just like goes out to him. I feel like so sorry for him because he's obviously like different. very different and isolated. Like, he doesn't have, you know, peers. Yep. He's peerless. He, he finds peers, don't worry. But he doesn't give a shit. No. Like, even when he finally gets, like, or something happens, his dad is, like, proud of him. He's like, thanks, dad. Like, he's not, like, waiting around for his dad to be proud of him. No, not at all. He's very like, fulfilled. Like, his dad brings him the game ball, and he's like, it's dirty. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, sitting there waiting for his dad to, like, notice him. Like, he's very fulfilled in his own interior life. So it's like, you don't really need to feel sorry for him. Let me tell you what's so great about the show. Because, like, the first few seasons, the kid is so cute who plays young Sheldon. Like, it's really all about Sheldon. But they're very smart that, like, he won't be like that tiny forever. And if you know the character Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory, he's I literally, he's moronic. He's so annoying. He's so rude. He's so self-righteous. So he obviously has to become that young Sheldon. He has to become big Sheldon. So in the later seasons, he becomes insufferable and like rude and condescending. But while you're watching Precious Sheldon, you don't realize the show is making you fall in love with every other character in the show. So that by the time Sheldon becomes like the insufferable person that he is, you don't even care. He's not even barely like in the show anymore. The other characters, you tune in for them, for Georgie, for Connie, for George Sr. Like that's the beauty of the show. Well, I can't wait. And last night, the episode that I watched, Elon was in it. Yeah. He stole Sheldon's journal. I know. And stole the idea. It was so funny. I know. Like, I knew you were going to die. I knew you were going to love the show. I'm so happy. It's a perfect bed rest show. Don't you Does agree? Does he come back no. again? Actually, I've been watching it, like, maybe two to three episodes at a time. Like, I don't have these, like, like Zach and I watch it together at night before we go to sleep. So it's, like, not that much time. We're not, like, binging it. Yeah. We're just, like, enjoying it. What episodes did you watch last night? Um, so, he like, the NASA episode where he's, like, has to prove this guy wrong. Mm -hmm. And 
the football like the football episode where he's like helping his, his grandma st- statistics so good yeah i love the show it's literally the best show yeah it's really really good and really sweet precious 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 are you ready for our next story no no you're not is it our next story that's brought to you by stamps.com perhaps it is when every person moment and penny counts in your business you can't afford to take any of them for granted stamps.com gets it because for the last 25 years they've been helping businesses like yours save time and money you can focus on your business knowing stamps.com has all your posted needs covered with premium discounts and great rates so the stamps.com is a post office in your office with stamps.com all you need is a computer and a printer they'll send you a free scale even so you'll have everything you need to get started if you need a package picked up you can easily schedule it through stamps.com on the dashboard. If you sell products online, stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping cart. They, <clears throat> excuse me. They also offer premium discounts because running a business is not cheap, especially when it comes to fulfilling orders from your customers. Luckily, stamps.com has huge carrier discounts up to 84% off USPS and UPS rates. Plus, stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. They've been your postage partner for the last 25 years. For 25 years, stamps.com has been an indispensable resource for over a million businesses. You get access to USPS and UPS services that you need right from your computer anytime, day or night. There's no lines, there's no traffic, and there's no waiting. So set your business up for success when you get started with stamps.com today stamps.com has just been like literally saving lives ours included like it's so convenient it's so easy it's really a great way to save money and also like not have to you know walk to the post office multiple times a day sign up with promo code toast for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale there are no long-term commitments or contracts required just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the home page and enter code toast Today's episode is also brought to you by Bolin Branch. Bolin Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. They use the finest 100% organic cotton that's traceable from family farm to your family home, and they have a natural unmatched softness and that gets softer with every wash. We are Bolin Branch girlies. We have been for years. We've been telling you about it, and every time one of you guys finally listens to us, you're like, oh my God, I wish I got Bolin Branch sooner. Well, here is the sign you could possibly need. Need a bedroom refresh? Are you moving? You just want new sheets because your, your old ones aren't cutting it? Bull and Branch is the place to go. Your bedding shouldn't be any different from anything else in your house. The best of the best. So start investing in your best sleep with Bowl and Branch. They feel buttery and breathable on night one and they get softer and softer for years to come. They're made with they're made to last with the rarest 100% organic cotton. Bowl and Branch sheets are an upgrade that you'll never regret. Bowl and Branch signature hemmed sheets, which is what Jackie and I have, is their best seller and for it's for a reason. They get softer with every wash. They're made with the highest quality 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They're loved by millions of sleepers. They have over 11,000 reviews and they're so luxurious they've even been beloved by four U.S. presidents. So Bowlin Branch sheets come in 10 different versatile colors and sizes from twin up to California King. They're made without toxins. They're free from synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals. Um, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders. So sleep better at night with Bowlin Branch sheets. For a limited time, you can get early access to their annual summer event. Use code TOAST to get 20% off today at BowlinBranch.com. That's Bowlin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com, promo code TOAST. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Take advantage. They don't have a ton of sales, but their summer event that they do every year is a great time to stock up. So code TOAST will get you 20% off today at BowlinBranch.com. 
Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our next story. Renee Rapp is no. leaving Sex Lives of College Girls in season three. Leighton Murray is leaving Essex College. Renee Rapp will not be returning as a series regular to the Max Comedy Variety has learned. Renee, who plays wealthy legacy student Leighton, will appear in a few episodes of season three as a recurring character, but will then depart the show. She posted a statement, you know, with love and support right. on her Instagram. Didn't say much. Mindy Kaling posted and being like, we can't wait to come see you on tour. I think it's very clear that she's choosing um, her music career over her acting career. And she's kind of putting all of her eggs in that basket. She's had a lot of success thus far. She released an EP this year that like really went viral on TikTok. She went on tour. I think the tour had sold out. It was a small tour, but it's like clearly she's, she's kind of on like that Tate McRae pipeline, you know, from TikTok. Even though she's like an accomplished singer, she's from Broadway. The movement behind like her pop music comes from TikTok. Um, now, this is devastating. I absolutely love Sex Lives of College Girls. I think it's one of the best shows on TV right now. Um, Layton was one of my favorite. They're all great. I actually really like all of them. I don't have a favorite. And I don't think her leaving will like be the end of the show. Because I do think like Kimberly and Bella, like all the girls, like they're good enough. Like I, And I think they'll probably replace her with like a new roommate. Um, but this is devastating. I don't think it's the end of the show. But it's a very brave choice. You know, this is a very popular show. Um, it's very much, you know, in the zeitgeist. I think it's one of the number one shows on HBO Max. Or excuse me, Max. Um, and so this is a brave choice to kind of leave at the height. You know, I think a lot of people are comparing it to Regé Jean Paul, who left Bridgerton at the height. Or um, who else left at the height of, like, their show? Like, some people it worked out for them and some people it didn't, you know? Yeah, and it's also, like, a little early in the show. Like, yeah. I, I do think that if not done correctly, the show will suffer. If they don't, they obviously are going to have a new roommate because, you know, the suite sleeps four. Right. And they'll bring in someone and that person will make or break, like, if the show can still be good. They can't be, like, a, an exact replacement for, like, Leighton's character. No. But they have to balance... The, the, the four. Yeah, I do think, like, I have a lot of faith in Mindy Kaling. I like, have faith, too. I don't think that this means the end. And I agree, like, it really is um, an, a cast of, of equals. And yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't even say Leighton's, like, my, I love her. I don't think she's my favorite Kimberly's character. my favorite. Kimberly's my favorite. So, like, I, I could make this work. Yeah. But it just has to be done well. And I do have faith that they will do it well. Me, too. Um, but it, I think it's kind of crazy because I feel like Sex Lives of College Girls will go down as, like, for, for I mean, I think we might be, like, a little older in the demographic who watches it, but for, like, how we watch, like, Girls or, like, Sex in the City, like, I think it's one of those shows, you know, four women characters, but it's one of those shows that, like, shapes a generation, and it's only in season two, and it's so popular. I really, I think this is a really big mistake on Renee Rapp's part. I agree that I think it's a mistake, but I also, I know that I enjoy the show, and I know the toasters, like, we're always talking about it, but as far as, like, actual popularity, like, Yes. I, it, how many viewers does it have? I don't know. Have but you ever it's, seen? It's enormously popular. You want me to look it up? Yeah, I'm curious. It's, it's huge. Is it? it? It always just felt like... It feels like our show, but it's not. Everyone watches it. Okay. I Sex hope so. They should girls be. Ratings. It's the best show on television. Yeah. I hate when you go to look. This happens to me all the time. This wait, is why I don't do wait, it. Wait, when you go to look for TV ratings on Google, literally, Google will give you, like, Google users rated the show three stars. The fuck do I care? No. How many people fucking watch it? Period. Question mark. Like, I don't know how to... I can never I know. Find. That's why this conversation is a moot point. Oh, and just like that, and Sex Lives of College Girls bring big numbers for HBO Max, Great. according to TVInsider.com. Great. TVInsider, tell us more. I'm looking for numbers. 
right after and just like that Mindy Kaling's Sex Lives of College Girls whose final episode aired on December 9th their ever growing viewership increased 76% since its premiere Um, that doesn't help me and then right after that they're saying was Succession so they're saying Sex Lives of College Girls is bigger than Succession okay that makes me feel good but also like as we've stated Succession isn't as big as it felt but I'm glad that Sex Lives of College Girls is bigger no it's huge and I think every season that it comes out like so much of the content goes viral that like like they said 76% in the first year like I think it will be like one of the biggest shows of like not like of people who are currently in college like I love it but I think it's it's intended for like slightly younger audience um and I think it'll be one of those shows like how we all like think back on girls like even though like we all roll our eyes at it now like at the time oh my god girls was like everything yeah the only thing is I feel like there are so many shows now and they all like exist in like a a six week span that no one show can really like eclipse. You know, I I think about like the summer I turned pretty like there are so many and there are all those like Netflix shows with kids like they're all and they're all really good and they all capture the time. But like it's almost as if because there's so much content and like platforms that you can't one can't stand out one can't like dominate that's a hundred percent true but i'm telling you if there was one it's sex lives (laughs) of college girls like it's so popular that works for me it's the best show like the way i cherish every episode that comes out i'm like i don't want to finish and so i'm upset i'm upset i'm mad and i don't know if this is the right career move like there have been times where people have like left ensemble things to do their own and it's worked out for them. Hello, Harry Styles, you know? Um, but it's uh it's a toss-up and it's a brave choice. And I'm not and it sure. Feels a little early. Definitely. It's only been two seasons of the show. Yeah. I guess there can only be four seasons. No, but it's no. not the whole school. Yeah, year. you're right, you're right. It's yeah. like a semester. There could be eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we shall see what happens. I think I, I wish her the best. I love her music, but I think this is a mistake. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I guess. Kim Kardashian brought the drama in a purple Dolce dress to the Dolce & Gabbana Alta Moda show in Italy on Saturday. Obviously, a lot of people. There's two big conversations happening. One, it's giving speak now. Yep. Two, Courtney Courtney is somewhere seething. Yeah. I don't know why Courtney just doesn't go to these things, you know? She always used to go to the show with Travis. But now because Kim goes, she doesn't want to go? I don't think it's that. I feel like there's probably a legit reason why she didn't go. But she didn't go to Kim's show. And honestly, if she did, I think she, like, it would have been better for everyone. I get why she didn't go to Kim's show. She was pissed. Yeah, I know, I know. But, like, she should have gone to this. Yeah, maybe, like, she, I mean, she's pregnant, so maybe oh, she right. doesn't want to travel. She's also didn't go to Italy with her family this year yet. Like, she oh, always does. True. La Dolce Vita. So maybe she's not traveling. Like, yeah. I don't think it's she didn't go to not support. Okay. And also, this isn't Kim. This show has nothing to do with Kim. Kim just attended and looked sick. Right. And looked like Taylor Swift on the cover of her new Speak Now, Taylor's version, and everyone was quaking. Yeah. And honestly, as you and I were saying, like, Kim really needed this after Michael Rubin's party. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is what I really like, and I think we haven't even spoken about this nearly enough as we should, is the partnership with Dolce and Gabbana. Ben was like, Are you sure it's not Dolce and Gabbana? I'm like, Get out of here, Smelly. What are you talking about? Um, Something that I think provides a lot of value to Kim in the partnership with Dolce & Gabbana is like Dolce & Gabbana is so like classically feminine and like they don't do like new modern fashion, you know? They don't have any spandex in their line, you know? And she would never be seen wearing a gown like this. It's so traditional. It's so Elizabeth Taylor, like diamonds and a big gown. It's classic. And she doesn't dress like this. And to see her like this is so, she looks like the old Kim. Like 
She looks amazing. I've had enough of the spandex. No, I agree. And this is just like, look if she dressed like this all the time, you know, what we would get, what kind of looks we would get. Yeah. And I know that she's always trying to be like ahead of her time and I get that there's like a purpose, but I just like beautiful things and this is beautiful. Yeah, I agree. So thank you, Dulce. And thank you, Courtney. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah, because she wasn't doing this before, but... Yeah. I think it all works. I love this look. Also, I feel like a lot of the other Dolce looks that she's worn, she's like made them. Her she's own. Kim Kimified them. Yeah, because it was Kim X Dolce. Yeah, even when she went for Courtney's wedding, like she was, she found a spandex outfit mm -hmm. from Dolce. Like she was wearing Kim Dolce, period. This is just like totally Dolce Italian, like Dolce Vita. Fabulous. Fabulous. Feminine. Glamorous. Feminine. Like there's not a shred of, of spandex. Of that stylish that she loves. Yeah. Like, and it's nice to change things up. I agree. Especially she looks, when she flopped so hard last weekend. Yeah. She looks amazing. Like, she looks amazing. I loved all the content from this Dolce & Gabbana weekend. Um, they had fabulous people there, and everybody looked fabulous. And mm -hmm. I enjoyed consuming the content. So thank you, Dulce. Why do you keep saying it like that? Because Ben told you to? Yeah, he must be right. Ben's right about everything. Right, Ben? Oh, wow. Wow, Olivia Coppo and Christian McCaffrey were there. Fucking fabulous. Obsessed. Fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like, it was just a beautiful weekend with beautiful people. Yeah, and, and I loved sat it. sat next to Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. Fa another fabulous gal. And Anita. And Chris was there. And Chris was there. Chris looked great. Yeah. It's so funny how, like, the event had nothing to do with Kim, but, like, the only thing I saw was, like, Kim. I was seeing the event throughout the weekend Instagram. and I was like, oh, this is nice. And I was also like wondering if Kim was going to go. But then she was like posting some, from some farm and I was like, oh, I guess she's not living La Dolce Vida. Right. Boom. Vida, she dolce Vida, she dolce It was fabulous. And it really was giving speak now. Like, I think people are always like jumping to like, uh, and like they're wrong, but this really like, it's almost identical. Yeah. And they said speak now. What do you think the Kardashian girlies are going to do? When the Eras tour rolls into we town. We talked about this. What do we say? I, my theory is that Chloe's going to take all the girls. Got it. They have to like be a fan, right? The kids? Yeah. Because yeah. they're fans of everything. I mean, they love Katy Perry. Like, yeah. yeah. Just wait till they hear about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Definitely. I don't think Kim's going to go, but I do think like Auntie Chloe could take them. But you, do you think they're going to, they're not going to go in like the celebrity tent, right? No, I think they'll have a box. Right. Because they're besties with uh, the Azoffs. Yeah. And they own that arena or whatever. Or the team. Yeah, whatever. They're, they yeah. get access. They get access. Yeah. Okay. Interessant. That's my thought. That was my thought. Do you have any... I don't know. I'm thoughts? like so looking forward to seeing what happens because the level of celebrities, not level even, the randomness of celebrities that have been going, like Jennifer Garner was in Kansas City, Tony Collette, like the most random people um, because everybody, either they themselves or their kids are fans and Taylor's been so welcoming. It's not even like super, super A-list people. It's like if you're even, if you've been on TV, she'll welcome you. So I just, I'm curious. Yeah. I'm so looking forward. Or like, they'll go out of town. But I feel like that's kind of extreme to just like avoid a concert with It's someone. also like kind of obvious, you know? It depends where they go. No, I think, like I think you're, or maybe like they go with one of their friend's moms, you know? Uh, then we wouldn't ever know if they went. Like maybe Tracy takes her kid and North, you know? But then we wouldn't know. Or like Nat and Olivia, you know? But then we wouldn't know. Why? They would post on Instagram. Mm, I don't know. I'm done. Like, I just, to me, like, I, that's why I'm really, I'm looking forward to August. Is that when the shows are? Yeah. They're kind of soon. Wow. We'll know soon enough. I know. Our fifth and final story is some good news 
Finally. I think. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman call <gasps> yes. off their divorce two months after filing. They're giving it another shot. Kim and Croy, Kim uh, filed to call off her divorce from Croy, court documents obtained by Page Six show. Kim submitted the request Friday at noon, asking that it be dismissed without prejudice. He filed his own dismissal a couple of hours after her. Like, I, I want to feel relieved. I know, but too much has happened in the two months. But I'm suspicious. I'm like, not this sus- is so, I don't know how you are on the track for one of the worst divorces. Like, literally, the allegations being hurled and then how it just is nothing. Like, I understand how people can reconcile, for sure. Yeah. Happens all the time. But I don't know how you go from how they were so far down, like the worst possible path, drugs, gambling, stealing, fraud. How you go from that to reconciliation. Like, I, I genuinely, like, I don't understand. I mean, you just get to such a bad place and you're like, this is not what I want for my life. Like, I want what I had. Like, I guess. I just, I'm having a hard time visualizing it. Yeah, no, a lot. there's a lot out there that now it's like... Can't be unsaid. The news isn't as peachy as it would have been if it came like right after they announced their divorce uh but I do think ultimately like this is best who needs like if you can make it work make it work I do believe that Kim is um on the upcoming season of Atlanta so maybe this will be covered in some sort of way yeah I don't know to what capacity I just could see like you know two people like reaching like really rock bottom yeah and then being like, why are we doing this? Like, we have kids. Like, we loved each other once. Like, we can do it again. We can do it. I don't want to live like this. And I don't want to spend the next few years in court. And like, and I do have love for you. Like, yeah, no. why can't we get that back? That's it's beautiful. It's possible. I'm just like, could never be me. You said even <laughs> like, that's what you fucking said about me. Like, I'll literally never talk to you again. It's true. And I will ruin your life. Like, they really, they went so low. But you never like get into such a terrible fight with someone. Like, you think like you'll never, yeah. ever be able to forgive them or look at them. And then like, something just lifts. Yeah, years later, <laughs> not a week. Two months in total. No, but we were reporting on like, in total, yeah, it started two months ago, but there were things happening as of two weeks ago. Yeah. No, I'm, something ain't right. I don't know. I don't, like, I'm, I want to be overjoyed. You know how much I'm rooting for these two, but now I'm just suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that it is what it, I hope it's all good. Yeah, I hope it's all good, but yeah, no, it's, it would. It's most likely not. But what would be bad, like, what would they be hiding or, you know? I know? I really don't know. I don't know. Confusing. In the meantime, I'll take the W. How about that? But um, I got one eye open when I'm sleeping. As you should. All right. Those were the fast five. And you needed to know absolutely every single one of them. You did. Each one more important than the next. True. Um, and that's our show. That is our show. Tomorrow, you know, depending on just Jackie's overall being, we plan to be back in studio. We do plan to be in studio tomorrow. But if she's not feeling well, we'll be home. Yeah. And maybe and- I'll make them come. And I'll be in studio tomorrow night for Talk Shop Live oh, yes. at 7 TSO. p.m. Eastern Time, selling sign books. Pre-order your copy of The Camper and the Counselor at thecamperandthecounselor.com. If you want a signed copy, tune in tomorrow night. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. <sighs> shall we? We shall. Thank you so much for listening to the Chosen Lane Morning Show. We deal with the fast five stars. You need to know everyone at the Friday and YouTube. So, watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. Please give thumbs up. Rose of Apple's podcast. We're back. 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 We're back.